and we're live. Where is this? It's been a bit of a hiatus. It has. Uh, so you, you, right before we started recording, you referred to this as season two begins, which it, is kind. Of, I mean, it kind of fits. Like I moved to a new apartment. We had a short break. Life um, has moved on past yeah. us. I don't know. No. You got a new haircut that apparently got completely botched. Did you see the botch itself? I, I, I don't think you ever showed it to me. You just complained about it. So it's it's sort of okay from the front, right? Uh-huh. Literally, if you go behind, it's just shit. <laughs> like, it, it ends. It's one of these weird, there's nothing back here, actually. Just Oh, you like right now you've got it combed over? It's, well, yeah, that's what apparently the purpose of this haircut is, is, oh, I'm supposed to comb it back there, except my original haircut is an undercut at an angle, <laughs> so it doesn't fit the back. So it's it's really dumb. I just have to constantly stay in front of people and not look, <laughs> show them my back, basically. So you're like an NPC in a game that like isn't rendered properly. So you it always faces you, like, yes. Whenever, no matter where you go. Oh, but it's I'm it was dumb. I I left out one single fucking word, which is please blend it in, like blend the word right. blend. I didn't say blend, so she was like, I'll buzz it, and then it's just all gone. And then it's all gone, and I didn't even realize it. When I got the haircut, I was like, this is great. I saw the front of it. She didn't show me the back. <laughs> I went home, and I was taking pictures in the mirror as a, with selfies, just, you know, because you got to do that. That's what you do. And I looked, and then suddenly when I took the, like, the reverse mirror selfie to see the... And it was like, oh, shit, there's nothing back there. Who would give me this haircut in the... <laughs> like, you should question me and ask me, like, is this really what you want, sir? No, implicit trust, and you knew what you wanted. That's the, what the hair cuttery gave you. The, the the customer isn't always right. It's, this has been. We have other stories, but I don't need to get into them. Unless, this wasn't it, even the customer is is always right. This is the customer is an idiot <laughs> and didn't know. Like, yeah, that's that's the good slogan. Is the customer is an idiot? That's what sh it should be. If you had any experience in retail or service, any sort of customer service, really. Are you sure, sir? Are you absolutely sure? It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. That's it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, still in the place to be. And I forgot the extra tagline to our opening. The podcast, the the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. See, season two, got to get back into the, the swing of things. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. There we go. I got it all in once. So wait, are we putting that before you introduce yourself? Yes. I think, oh, yeah, okay. Got to put in the tagline first and then say, I'm your host, T-Man, and okay. I'm here with... RVZ in the place to be. Okay, right. we've done it again. Okay, just to, we can do it a third time. Rule of three, you know. So we're here now. Yeah, so I I've moved. That's partly why there was a hiatus. Mm -hmm. um, also, Harvey Z had business and sickness to take care of. Yes, I did not die, which is good. I I'm glad you did not die. That would have been bad. But yes, still alive. We're good. Better now. A lot has happened while we've been on break. I honestly, there's a lot of things I can go over. I kind of just want to talk about games, like just bring it back straightforward. 
uh, you know, do what we're good at, which is talk about video games. Because we played games and then immediately, like, couldn't do a podcast for a month. So we have games to talk about that we actually... Harvey Z played games. I saw him. I watched him. I might have forgotten that I played games. But yes, <laughs> games were played at some point. Uh, there is a like there's one or two pieces of news I want to go over real quick uh, just because they're funny and will make for great uh, Harvey Z reactions. But first, it's season two of the podcast, which means we've got a whole new set of Harvey Z snaps ahead of us. I was wondering, are we still doing that bit? Yeah, no, we're going to do that. But as as I said in an earlier episode, this is starting fresh. So we had a whole universe where... Okay. Things were got snapped out of existence by Harvey Z, and it was just kind of stockpiling on each other. Where he had a he had no internet and no planes. I, I uh, feel for those people. I isolated them pretty badly. <laughs> so we're gonna get a new world. Yeah, so this is a new world, just completely, okay. completely fresh. And I'm gonna start you off with my. I don't think it's going to be a hard one for you, mm-hmm. but I am interested to see where you go with it. Okay. All right. On the one hand. First item, board games. A classic. Gotta love board games. Grew up on them. All board games. All, all games board games. Played on boards. On the other hand, video games. I could see where you might think what the obvious answer is. Mm-hmm. And you might be right. Yeah. I just have to double check to make sure there's no long-term consequences of what I'm about <laughs> to do. Because my first instinct to guess what I would guess, which is basically... We already outthunk ourselves, but I would guess <laughs> that if you were T-Man, guessing what I would guess is to think that I would save board games. Right. Because you don't play video games. I much. don't really play video games as much anymore, and I still have my previous memories of playing all the video games I've played. Right. That is the same thing. This does make it easier a little bit because I don't play a lot computer games or video games. Yes. And so XCOM goes away. Jam and Earl goes oh. away. Oh, all the new stuff goes away. In my old world, I had gotten rid of... All your mobile games go away. Oh, okay. Uh, video uh, games. Anything that's considered a video game is gone. Like, I need mobile games just to pass time sometimes. You gotta poop. It's, it happens. I, I can't poop in silence. <laughs> okay. and But board games, we lose, like, Settlers of Catan. We lose Pandemic. Yep. Ah. Uh, Board games are social, like fun things. Video games, I play. Video like, games can be social too, but I play mostly. You don't, you don't yeah. play them social. So it's like social gaming is. So basically, it's social gaming for me on one side with board games, and then my single player games all on the other side. Your poop games. My poop games. <laughs> no, Magic: The Gathering counts. It'd be as a weird board if game. your poop games were multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i do play my competitive like clash of kings and stuff um but like so collectible card games magic the gathering and stuff um not counting those towards board games uh tabletop rpgs like D stuff like that don't count oh so board games in in the mm-hmm. sense of classic board games yeah. or games played on boards right. yeah yeah hmm and hybrid games that are played like a mixture of i don't play any of these so why am i even making this <laughs> hypothetical um okay like i was talking about games that have like tv or computer generated stuff um that also have board see, game properties. that that's a tricky one uh, i would delete I, it if i <laughs> i would i would say things like like jackbox is clearly a video game yeah um something like uh seen it where there's like 
a TV thing, but you like buzz in with a remote or whatever. I would consider that a video game over a board game. Okay. Because you're not like it's similar in the Jackbox capacity where mm-hmm. you're like you are all together, but you're like buzzing in with things or like a remote or something as opposed to like Trivial Pursuit, which is definitely a board game. Yeah, because there's of... some like Trivial Pursuits that have like CD-ROMs and stuff. You could watch video clips while you... But you're still moving yeah, around a board. The, the board everything. game is the yeah. ma- majority of the game. I'm actually really regretting this, but I have to save video games. Mm-hmm. I have to save them because a man's got to poop. <laughs> and like the single... Oh, wait, you're saving video games? Yeah, I'm deleting board games, which sucks. <laughs> I really enjoy board games, but I feel like, again, solitary poop. An old Harvey Z is going to be sitting one day by himself and he needs his candy crush. And he needs to do something. And like all his friends are clearly dead. And wow. Like, he's oh, outlived them all. Harvey Z has some strong ambitions on, on his health and this how is, he'll outlast everyone else. He's got to prepare for this future. And in this future, when he's by himself in his cabin and the world has been whatever and the friends are all gone, he's going to pull out his mobile game. And he's going to slowly sit down. And boot it up. And play Clash of Clans against nobody. He'll, I'm hoping in the future they'll have he'll, just he'll, like, he'll play XCOM. He'll, <laughs> he'll pay the five, six bucks or whatever to whatever purchase future. XCOM yeah. on his phone. Okay. And then he'll, that's such a sad scene. I can hear like the violins in the background <laughs> as the camera slowly pans away. <laughs> the, the last shot of the movie is XCOM alone in the woods. And then he slowly cracks a smile. That's not doesn't make it a sad scene though. It's still sad. He's by himself in a, like the whole world playing video <laughs> games. Like, but at least I'm gonna give myself a happy ending. Damn it. Okay. Well, please don't do that while I'm around. You won't be. <laughs> oh. Mm. All right. So we're starting off strong here. We we I've made you a gamer enough through the first uh, enough to have reason to continue our, yeah, this show. Yeah. We it would have been rough if you had started off killing off video games and and questioned my uh the whole point of this podcast. I could yeah. get very existential <laughs> very quickly. So let's go into some news because weird shit has been happening all over the place. Have you by chance heard about the gamer girl bathwater? Yes, yes, because I this have. This has been everywhere like the last week, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because it's silly. But at the same time, I love capitalism, <laughs> plain and simple. Well, so for me, all right. So first of all, go, backing up a step just to explain what I just said, because mm-hmm. Gamer Girl Bathwater by itself sounds like either a really bad indie album from like some sort of like, okay, you know, uh, what's that old dashboard confessional, like sort of like emo. Sad that that's old, but yes. Yeah um something like like that weezer but okay Uh, weezer i could see weezer doing it too Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so this girl who has gotten popular i guess she has a patreon or whatever i'm not super familiar with her only so much as in that gamer girl bathwater has come across my twitter feed multiple times she i think she's like early 20s might still be like 19 i don't know she's young but of legal age but of legal age and uh she doesn't do porn or anything like it's not like that but she has like an instagram following and she does like these cute 
weird sexy things i don't know anyway her name is belle delphine mm-hmm. and on her store or whatever so she's amassed this giant following of like nerds probably younger <laughs> younger set follower uh like that age who mm-hmm. kind of you know they're they're gamers perhaps. right gamers yeah. maybe uh other i mean uh, probably other people too we're not going to get into mm-hmm. that anyway on her store she put up for sale bath water and the advertisement was for 30 bucks you could buy this like jar of water that came from her bath while she was playing video she like played video games quote unquote in while she was taking a bath and then put it into a jar and sold it for 30 bucks and apparently it sold out I was about to say, 30 bucks? That's really cheap, dude. <laughs> I was thinking, like, hundreds of dollars. No, I mean, however much she made, she apparently sold out of it already. Like, that's how fast thirsty people needed their game I mean, bath water. So, like, I heard about this, and I was like, this makes total 100% sense. Sense. Yes, sense to me. In my head, 100% sense. 100%. Yes. The gist of it, though, I mean, so... Growing up and stuff, reading about, like, oh, in Japan, you can buy women's underwear. Right, yeah. They have, like, vending machines, or did, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. So, like, this feels like, for that otaku crowd, ah, I know the lingo. Ah. The otaku crowd, this is the future. I mean, maybe? I don't know. I guess, it to me, it doesn't seem any different from, like, people who went crazy over getting, like, a sweaty t-shirt for Mick Jagger, or... The beetle touched their face and now they're never going to wash it again. You know, that sort of like idolization of... Do you think it's because she's an idol and if there are fans of hers that they want the bathwater? I mean, I don't think there's anything else to it. Like, why? You're not going to drink it. Ah, hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay, fine. Like, I'm thinking about this in a way of like, it's a attractive female selling her bathwater. I don't think the gaming part, the gaming part is her hook into this whole thing. But right. I don't think that's why you need a gamer girl's bathwater as opposed to a girl's bathwater. To me, bathwater is disgusting. So, like, it's it's the same way that, like, you mentioned women's underwear or whatever yeah. it be sold or whatever. Like, that to me is not interesting. Okay, so when I was a teenager, let's, uh-huh. let's say when I was a teenager, I... Like most teenagers my age had a thing for Britney Spears. Okay. But if Britney Spears sold her like underwear or something, I would never be interested in buying it. Like, yes, Britney Spears was hot to me, but owning something of hers or like, oh my God, she touched this. Like, I don't know. I'm going to change it then for you because you said as a teenager, as a teenager, you didn't have the funds. Now, Britney Spears, I don't know, was at a concert and you were at the concert watching her such as a fan in order to do this thing and then she took off her underwear and threw it and you happened to catch it so now I you have in possession not want it okay like that's it's not interesting like ugh, like there's like ugh. Okay. it's like all sweaty and crap like if she was up there ugh, no no oh, no t-man t-man okay t-man. i i get <laughs> you get it though. i get other people might it's yeah. just not your kink yeah it's not my thing obviously yeah. And what's interesting, so what's interesting to me about the whole thing, because this is a tangent I was not planning to go on with okay. this, um, but whatever, Let's you, do that's it. where your mind yeah. went. So where my mind went is 
I'm actually sort of proud of the internet and people right what? now. <laughs> okay, I did not expect you to think of this. Well, because it's, it's not so much the people buying it, so much as everyone, the majority of the reaction I've seen to it is, hey girl, you know, if you can make the money doing this and selling this to these people, go for it. Like, like even people who are like kind of turn their nose up to like the gamer girl or like this sort of thing are kind of like, hey, she's taking advantage of the system and making money off these people. Like, cool, go for it. And I feel like that is an attitude that five, ten years ago, someone doing the same thing would get ridiculed for it instead of being kind of like, yeah, it's not my thing, but yeah, you do you. Like, go good for her. You know, I was expecting a lot more people to make fun of her or like, and people are still kind of making fun of the absurd concept of gamer girl bathwater. But in terms, like, she hasn't been targeted for harassment. She's not like, people aren't like trying to bring her down or everything. In fact, it's been mostly positive towards her and more, the negativity has been more towards like, she's scamming these idiots but you know good for her she she's not doing anything illegal whatever it's towards the purchasers of this stuff yeah it's more towards the purchasers which i mean again no kink shaming like mm -hmm. if they want to collect gamer bath water like that's i on mean them like it's not my kink but at the same time this seems to be weirdly enough as you're saying this is progress yeah i, I don't know i mean i wanted to bring that up because it was yeah it's it's I a like it. it's a gaming tangential thing because uh, i didn't know how much it was 30 bucks as i said quite affordable if she was selling it for like three thousand bucks i think i'd be like holy shit what are you doing 300 i'd be like all right yeah 30 i'm like what a deal <laughs> well harvey z it like if you're listening out there and you want to get harvey z's attention your bath water 30 bucks is an affordable price for him I like how you left it genderless. I think I'm okay with that, actually. Let's just <laughs> leave it be. I'm not into it, though. Again, please. <laughs> but $30 affordable. Yes. I mean, I'll consider it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the other piece of news I wanted to go over is, I sent you a link to it earlier, is right today they announced uh, the Switch Lite, which I'm not sure how what your feelings are towards it. I wanted you to. you were kind of. I wanted to mock it. Yeah. And then I was like, Thinking about it, and I'm like, crap, in my back of my mind, I like mobile games. So the Switch Lite is, because I wanted to mock it because I'm like, oh, the Switch, the full thing and everything I checked is like 300 bucks. This thing is 200 bucks. But then I'm like, but in reality. Like, would you really hook it up to a TV? Probably not. Like, I don't really use my TV in my apartment. I don't watch TV. So like, if I bought the $300 thing, I'd be like, ah, this is a waste because I'm not using it for that. I would probably, if I bought the $300 thing, use it just mobily. This one has a bigger battery life, which yeah. I'm like, oh, this makes the mobile aspect of it more valuable. And it's slightly smaller, so it's slightly easier to be portable. See, I was torn on that because, again, yeah. screen size and stuff, I was like, ah, oh, that's... I think it's only a couple inches of difference it's... in screen size. Yeah, it's really small, the difference, because uh, that's I, I did look this up and like I started going, huh... I want to mock this, but I want to learn... Ah, crap. I kind of want to learn some details about this thing. It can play most, if not all, of the Switch games. Yeah, I think there's only a couple right now that require, like, Joy-Cons to be separated. Um, and apparently... Like, so the Switch Lite itself is yeah. basically the handheld version of the Switch. It won't be able to hook up to your TV or anything. And um, so it's 
a portable device, handheld only. And instead of the Joy-Con controllers being detachable, it's all just one thing. So it's all attached together. You can't detach it or anything. It's just one like, handheld system. And you've said, like, most games these days, if you play it on the handheld, it's just the full game on the hand. It's not like some weird, like, right, the Wii yeah. U. No, it's the full game. And the other part of all of it, I really like the turquoise blue. It's such a dumb thing, but it's such a good... Like, yeah, it is a real good color. Yeah, as opposed to, like, the red or so. That turquoise blue was like a, huh, I've been on a real Bulbasaur kick lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like <laughs> I've been super into like Bulbasaur colors, Bulbasaur things, and it's just like it's such a weird thing. I saw a shirt that's like a dress shirt for work, and mm-hmm. it's like Bulbasaur patterned, and I'm like, Am I? I want it. Can I rock this at the corporate office? I don't think so, but <laughs> man. Yeah, they they did that. They have like a like the original 150 Pokemon have like a clothing line where it's like a nice shirt, and each each Pokemon has a different design. And it's all the original 150. I actually thought about getting the Alakazam one. You dork. <laughs> I, hey, like, it had, I looked at the design. I actually liked the design. Okay. Like, it wasn't just like, I want to get that because I like the Pokemon. Like, it's also a good design. Ah, crap. I feel like I got to look at the Licky Tongue one. I didn't know all 151 or 150 <laughs> are on there. I might need just for brand purposes. Just to get for a licky- brand purposes to get the Lickitung? Well, oh, man. Hmm. This is your uh, your gym uniform. Like, I just thought it was a joke, but man. Hmm. <laughs> but yes, going back to the Switch, I didn't, I wanted to hate it. I really did. But like. You I were just, all in on mocking the handhelds yeah. and being like, handhelds aren't real game systems. But then if you sell it as, this is just a handheld, it's not trying to be anything else. I'm like, well, all right. I mean, he he's a handheld. <laughs> I, and then I'm thinking of like, because there's a lot of games on the Switch. That I've been secretly, like, they're RPGs or they're things like that, like Fire Emblem and stuff that I, I'm like, damn it, I, I like it. And then I saw it. You can actually play it online, like, if you have a friend who has the full thing, you can still play multiplayer with them. Yeah. So, like, Toe Jam and Earl and stuff like that, apparently I could potentially still play. play I don't know switch. if I have to be in the same room or if I can play from my house. Too. I think you can, pl- you can play over the internet, but you have to subscribe to Switch Online. Ah, here we go. Okay, is there like a monthly subscription yep. fee for this Yeah, thing? you have to have a monthly subscription to play online. But uh, again, I don't care about multiplayer for both things. Like, yeah. a Zelda game is probably a one-player game. Yep. If you want to play Smash with me online, that would be the only thing. You say it, so like, I feel like, it was like, you want me to do that, but I'm like, fuck online subscription. <laughs> but I mean, I got my, I, I've got a year of it for free because, through Twitch Prime. Like Twitch did a thing where they basically gave you, if you had the Amazon Prime subscription through Twitch, you could get a year free of the Nintendo subscription. Oh. So I got that. So I haven't paid for it myself. And here's the th- so this is how close it got. I was like, I was thinking about it really hard, and I'm like, how much are like the actual games on the system? It depends on the game. Max sixty bucks, okay. and, and but it can go low as like. 99 cents wait really yeah there i mean there are some 99 cent games and lots of things go on sale if you wait for sales and stuff you can usually get most of like the indie digital games somewhere between five and ten bucks nintendo first party stuff rarely goes on sale so you'll likely be paying always be paying 60 bucks for like super smash brothers or like a Zelda, uh, Zelda and stuff like that, like or that. Fire Emblem, it'll yeah. be full price always sixty. Most of the time, like occasionally they'll drop them in price, but it's very rare. 
but man because i'm like oh it's one free game already that i can like justify buying Mm -hmm. it is a got a couple months it comes out september 20th i believe so that was my other part was i was like but i've already purchased a video game system for october with the sega (laughs) that's just floating over my head i they released the all 40 games for it oh i don't know what the rest of them are uh we can do that another time do that another time yeah okay oh damn it the switch though i'm like vector man is one of them i'm so excited vector man (laughs) you've got your wish because i'm thinking about it and i'm like christmas time this thing is going to sell like hotcakes yeah they're they're releasing a pokemon themed one in in time for the new pokemon that's going to sell gangbusters oh the sword the swish yeah swish pokemon swish sword and shield and that's an actual full real pokemon game yep because i like it and i don't have to like walk around the neighborhood like throwing pokeballs at crap nope this is a legit pokemon game, game that you can just sit at your house on your couch and play or while you're pooping while i'm pokemon pooping, pooping. i mean pokemon fuck. poop and pee of all the systems the the i'm not gonna give that any i'm trying <laughs> to move past it <laughs> You got the yellow version and the brown version. Yep, that's where it was going. Oh, man. <laughs> Pokemon 1 and 2. Oh. The, this is, of all the systems, like PlayStation, Xbox, I feel like this speaks to Nintendo's, like, they're the ones shooting for the casual gamer the most. Yeah. And, like, for the stupidest reasons, they hooked me, which is, we're not giving you anything new. We're just simplifying our product for you, buddy. Well, so I, I feel like that is part of the genius of Nintendo's strategy because Sony and Microsoft, they released the PS4 and the Xbox One. And then a couple years later, what do they release? They released the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, which are like $100 more expensive, but it's better graphics. And so they get all these hardcore gamers who are like, yeah, I can watch things in 4K instead of 1080p. And that means something to me. Well, I'm like, I like 4K actually bothers me. Like, I don't seen I've watched 4K TVs and it's got like the soap opera effect. Yep. You know, it just, it looks I can't my eyes haven't adjusted to it yet. So I don't even want to go to 4K, but people are super excited. And I ended up getting the Spider-Man PS4 Pro because it was Spider-Man. I would have gotten the regular PS4 if it if it had been Spider-Man, too. Like it didn't the Spider-Man <laughs> was the thing, not like the mm-hmm. Pro. So Nintendo goes the other way. They're like, we've got a Switch, but if the Switch is too expensive for you, we're going to give you this slightly less powerful, but like different, ver- well, not even like less powerful. It's just, just it's the same thing, slightly smaller with a better battery. And yeah, I was like, and it doesn't, you can't hook it up to your TV. I was like, so I'm getting some losses, but they're giving me some pros with it too. It's I don't care about the graphic battery life. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm there. Portability. Okay, you're getting the casual mobile gamers. Well done, Nintendo. And <laughs> we're gonna put it in some shiny colors for you. Yeah, yeah, nice different colors. I I'm strongly tempted. Actually, it's, right. it's I may weaken. It's, I, it's there just, are plenty of games I can recommend for you on the Switch. I feel like though with buying a video game system. That it's just gonna have like a shelf life or like of like a year or two before the next new thing comes out. Mm-hmm. That's always my fear: is this not a fear of missing out, but like a a fear of obsolescence? I don't think. I think with the Switch, you're not going to get obsoleted with within a couple years. Like, I'd be hesitant to recommend the PS4 or yeah. the Xbox because they're definitely getting new things. They're ramping up for that right now. That's definitely coming next year. 
and also the uh, the rumor mill is saying that they're also going to be backwards compatible. So at this point, it seems mm-hmm. like for you, I would wait if you were going for one of those. The Switch, on the other hand, I feel like that's a decent investment because Nintendo has been getting a, doing real well with it. And it probably it's probably got at least another three to four years before we see something else. We might see a Switch Pro or something, but it'll probably be something similar to this, which is just slightly different maybe has slightly better graphics and better battery or or something and like nintendo though still seems to take care of like all of its systems in the sense that if a game came for the switch pro i feel like there's gonna they're gonna release a regular switch version of it right yeah and like most nintendo systems have a long generally longer life than like the ps4 and like sony and them like i'm pretty sure the ds handheld was supported for like 10 to 11 years so who knows how long Switch is going to last? My honest guess is uh, like Switch came out in 2017, so it's been out for two and a quarter, almost two and a half years. Uh, I would say probably not before the six year mark, unless something really goes wrong. Would you see even the rumblings of a new system? But I don't know. I'm I'm not the expert on that. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So then the other part is just. I just have to find a few good like one player replayable roguelike type games. Oh, yeah. I've got I've got a list for you. Because, I, in fact, let's go right into games because I've been playing games and I want to talk about games. All right, now I'm actually kind of invested in some games cuz I need to know can you convince RVZ to get a Switch? <laughs> well, so one game that I've been playing a lot uh on the Switch, uh, it's called Slay the Spire and it's a roguelike game where it's a combination roguelike deck building game. Ooh. So there's three characters. Um, each one is kind of the, the typical archetype. There's a warrior, a rogue, and a magic type. Uh, although it's not quite that exact that, but it's that's in general what it se- they seem to play as. And each character starts with a a deck of like simple cards just like any other deck building game like ascension or dominion or something like that where you start with the base things you start with basic attack and basic defend and essentially there's more to the system but the attacks deal damage to enemies and defends give you block and each turn you can see what the enemies are planning on do how much damage they're going to do and so then you get five cards in your hand from your deck and you have to choose you usually get its base start is three energy so you can usually play three three things but mm-hmm. cards can cost anything from 0 to 3 and so and once you start getting better cards every time you beat a, a, an enemy you get a new card and you can like choose from three most of the time and you add new cards to your deck and they'll have effects. Like they'll do more damage or you'll draw a card and do damage or they'll give you more block, but you have to discard a card. Ooh, and okay. so, and then there are some things that cost zero so you can get like a free attack in. And there are some things that cost three but deal a lot of damage. So if you get lucky and none of the enemies are attacking you this turn, you can just wail on them or something like that. And so the strategy comes from like building a synergizing deck because you can also there's a, a shop that you occasionally hit that mm-hmm. lets you remove cards from your deck as well so you can kind of and there's like events and stuff 
So it's not just fighting enemies. You're like going to the top of the tower. And as you climb, there's like events and mini bosses and bosses, but there's also shops and treasure chests and you can get relics and better cards and upgrade things. All of this is single player? And all of this is single player. Okay. And it's a roguelike, which means like you get so far and then an enemy kills you. You start over from the beginning, but the further you, like you get experience and you can unlock new cards to, that will help you the next time you mm-hmm. go through. I really liked everything you described there. Like, I'm trying to think of a flaw to it, but, like, I love deck-building games. Card games are, like, Hearthstone and stuff like that is what this is. It's not Hearthstone, but it's, like you said, Dominion, like you said, Ascension. Is there a plot? The the plot is, like, every the Spire has kind of taken over, like, it's like a, a post-apocalypse. Like, everyone that's left in the world is in this Spire and but the spire is evil and has like trapped people or something and so you're trying to climb to the top to like free everyone or something it's there's not like any sort of story it's, more than i that. just have to get through people but there's a plot of like i'm kicking this guy's ass i'm kicking that guy's ass i'm kicking his ass it's just a series of battles mm-hmm. but like hey this is the overall plot they're bad guys that's why you're kicking their ass yeah okay i can do that for a roguelike yeah i i've played a lot of it uh rumors not rumors, like they've actually confirmed they're going to be adding a fourth character eventually, so there's going to be even more replayability. How um, do you... But you bought the game. Yeah, I bought the game, but it'll be like a expansion to it or whatever. So jumping back to the Switch, is the Switch the games in the Switch? I, <laughs> I'm thinking like, cartridges. I, um, Like, this one in particular, I downloaded off the store. Oh. Like, uh, like the Nintendo has an eShop. And a lot of the indie games are released on that. So the Switch comes with a, a micro SD card drive. But if you just buy like a 16 gigabyte or I, I think mine is like 300 some. I don't remember what size I got. Whatever the normal size is, but mm-hmm. whatever you, you stick it in there and you can download and uh, keep oh. games on the, on the card. It also has a, a smaller hard drive itself, but you won't be able to save too many games on it without having getting an upgrade. So I'd have to get the little SD thing. card. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, I... Okay. You've already, like, the meter's going up for, like, maybe I need a Switch now. <laughs> wow. that, that one's good, and I've already told you about Dead Cells, which is kind of a roguelike, but also more platform and action-heavy, so I'm not sure if you'd be into that as much. The ninja game? Yeah. The, the one where they, like I yeah. walk, run around, side scroller. It didn't appeal to me as much. Again, I'm looking for RPGs. I'm looking for roguelikes. Is there an attorney game? Ace Attorney. So I've heard of Ace Attorney a lot, and I'm like, I wonder if the Ace a... Attorney trilogy is on Switch. Yes, and you're just a lawyer who does lawyer things. So uh, Ace Attorney is an interesting game. It's story based, and usually there's five cases per game, and for each case, you'll go into the field and it works kind of like a point and click adventure where you're like going around interviewing people and finding like clues and stuff. And then once you've found all the stuff related to the case, like you usually can't miss anything. Mm-hmm. It's very story based. Like you won't move on to the next section until you've got all the clues. Um, you will go to the courtroom and you'll do like objections and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like someone will say something that contradicts evidence you have and you have to present the evidence to stop them. And there's a little bit of weird supernatural stuff in it too, but it's a very good series. Like I've loved the Ace Attorney games. 
and is there a persona game on switch not exactly just the okay they're they're making a spin-off for the game but the actual rpg is not on the switch are there any good rpgs for the switch um okay well first i'm going to jump back a minute yeah and also say that into the breach which i've talked about before and i really am like it's it's just there sitting there yeah it's it's on the switch okay okay like that one that one is a good game for like handheld like (laughs) if i hadn't already haven't already put like 40 hours into my steam version i probably would also pick it up on switch uh because it's good it's a good handheld like because it's a puzzle kind of games yep a puzzle roguelike uh so that's another good one i have to look more into i have to look at my uh library of games that i've bought Uh, octopath traveler is an rpg Mm -hmm. um it's slightly different it's more akin to like final fantasy and things like that that sort of turn-based rpg where you like walk around a world and explore and fight enemies uh but it's different in that like eat there's eight characters and each character kind of has their own story oh and so you, the each character's story is kind of self-contained so you like you have a party that you can collect all the characters and you can have like a four-person party but when you're doing each story part like only that character is in interacting you don't get a lot of um the other characters like involved with that pl- particular plot there is a like end of game sort of once you've beaten all the plots and done like some of the secret side quests you can get like a final dungeon that sort of brings everything together and like is like a final Mm -hmm. thing um see in my head i'm like because i just need to hit like the game genres so i'm like okay this card like the card game that seems roguelike into the breach too good a puzzle roguelike is there i need a good rpg kind of thing and so octopaths octopath traveler okay is Uh, there another like i'm like that's probably the so the other game so it's not out yet but will be out by the time the switch light comes out uh fire emblem three houses comes out at the end of this month uh, end of july and that game is it's an XCOM ish like strategy RPG. It's supposed to be heavily story based and also like from the name Three Houses, like you can you choose to choose a house and apparently each like each one has its own story. So it has multiple replayable you have to yeah. replay it multiple times to actually see all of it. And it's supposed to be heavily story based and like have a more mature like interesting story this time around so that might be up your alley uh i can't 100 percent confirm it yet because obviously i haven't played it i will be getting it and can inform you once it comes out you'll be getting it before even the switch comes out then yeah yeah i'll be I'm, i've already got it pre-ordered i'm getting it when it on when it releases and then so like what type of a game is a zelda game um the recent Zelda's. so like breath of the wild is a open world game like it is very like go wherever you want do whatever you want sort of uh explore Mm -hmm. exploration based the link's awakening is coming out the same day as the switch Lite, and it's a remake of a old game boy game which is more of a classic zelda where you there's an open world but 
you explore dungeons one by one and like each dungeon gives you a new item and that item is used to clear the dungeon and then you go to the next one because that new item unlocks the second dungeon and then you can go do that and that gets you a new item and so on. Would you say the Breath of the Wild game is the highlight, the archetype for the Switch of that category of games or is there a better Zelda I mean, than a, Zelda? a lot of people love Breath of the Wild. I did not. Okay. Uh, it was too open for me. I didn't like how directionless it felt. Okay. Uh, and after like a couple hours, I would it didn't pull me in. Like a lot of people enjoyed the fact that as soon as you get out of the open area, you can basically do whatever you want. And I was <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like it. The mechanics didn't feel well with me. I prefer the old style Zelda. Okay. Uh, then there is Super Mario Odyssey, which is the hat the, game. That, yeah, the hat uh, game, okay. Cappy, which is kind of the archetypal Mario platformer, mm-hmm. um, and that's good uh, for that. Then there is uh, Smash Brothers, obviously, which mm-hmm. is, you know, and Mario Kart 8, if you want to, you know, do Mario Kart racing. They feel like heavy on the multiplayer side. Yeah, that's heavy multiplayer. The Oh, crap, there was a game I just, and then I forgot about it. It was um not a Stardew Valley type of game. but There is, but Stardew Valley is on the Switch as well. Oh. That's where I've been playing it. It seems so weird to cross genres like that. Oh, um, like a Darkest Dungeon type of game. Darkest Dungeon is on the Switch. Is Steam like games on the Switch or something? Yeah, yeah. Like A lot of games that are on Steam are on the Switch now, too. Okay. XCOM isn't. XCOM is not, as far as I know. Okay. The Phoenix game that's coming out, the Phoenix Point? Or... Phoenix Point is not, no. Not. That's just PC. Oh, Spider-Man? No, that's PS4 exclusive. Okay gta is like a gta type of game like an open world explore but like i mean that breath of the wild is probably the closest you're going to get to that that's currently on the system so like fantasy gta yeah fantasy gta i mean uh and toe jam and earl toe jam and earl is on the switch if you can still buy it i don't know if you can yeah you can still buy it oh i mean fuck (laughs) like by the end of this episode i might be like down for getting a switch pre-ordering a turquoise because i know the pokemon game apparently is going to be on the switch yep then there's already a there's pokemon let's go it's on the switch as well already let's go though it's not not related it's it uses the mechanics from go sort of but Uh not in the sense that you have to go places to catch pokemon okay it just uses like the flick mechanic but instead of battling wild pokemon see i want to battle like I want you my... battle trainers in the game, but you don't battle the wild ones. Okay, the card game is actually the thing that made me go because <laughs> it's. I feel like there's some good bathroom games on this thing. There are some decent bathroom games, like games that I can just play for five, ten minutes at a time, maybe like uh, Into the Breach. There, there's another game. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, uh, there's two more games I will recommend. Uh, one is called War Groove, and it's kind of similar to XCOM. It's more like Advance Wars, but I don't think you ever played that game. Essentially, you have like a captain and you produce units on the field. Okay. Uh, And there's like win-lose conditions. Like if the captain dies, you lose. But like your units can be sacrificed. So not all your units have to survive or whatever. Unlike XCOM or Fire Emblem where there's (laughs) like permadeath. Uh, But it's a strategy type game where you have to like take over a base or move from one side of the map to the other. And you... And you produce everything on each map so you don't like if you produce 20 units 
and then clear the map. The next map you're going to start with four again or whatever. You're not going to keep them from you know oh, from got map it. to yeah. map. Uh, but it is strategy based and has like the kind of archers are better than this or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mages do more damage if they're going from here. There's like a dog unit that like attacks better, you know, that sort of thing. And you said there was a and second. Then the other one is called Baba is You. And it's a puzzle game where like the rules for the level are part of the level. So like you'll see Baba is You and that means you're controlling Baba. And then it'll be something like wall is stop, and which means you can't walk through walls. Okay. But if you you can go over to the words wall is stop and push them separate, and then you can walk through the walls. So like if you move stop away and it just says wall is, it's not complete, which means you can just walk through the walls and get to the checkpoint and like finish the level. Like each level, most of the time you start as Baba and there's a flag and you have to touch the flag because it'll say flag is win. And then... As it gets more complicated, sometimes you'll be like, rock is you, and you start as a rock instead of Baba. Or it's like, flag is win, but it's surrounded by walls, and you can't, like, change wall is stop, so you have to figure out a way to change the flag into something that you can, that can, or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know? Like, it gets more and more complicated, but the uniqueness of the game is you're adjusting the rules to mm-hmm. figure out the puzzle as opposed to like navigating this seems a little too meta for me mm-hmm. i i i get it it seems interesting but in a way of where i'm like my brain doesn't need this much out of a mobile like <laughs> system thing but at the same time like that would be a good computer game in my mind oh. if that makes no sense uh, is there <laughs> you don't good... want to think that hard while you're yes Ex- again this is my target audience and my target environment toilet is the target is there a good cutesy game that's a weird obscure way of like i don't know like a, it's a a fun cutesy fun game i don't know um you mean like a kirby game or something actually yes i was thinking in that sort of a like it's not a difficult game it's not like a challenging like i think a kirby game came out for switch i have to double check i didn't get it <laughs> there is yoshi's crafted world which is Yoshi, but like everything is made out of like yarn. And oh, no, like, I'm not into the, like the. Okay, ooh, this is artistically cute. cool. And too somewhere. cute. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking more of like cutesy in a sadly like a Stardew Valley type Again, of like Stardew Valley is on the Switch. Is there a Fallout type game? Original type Fallouts. So like the Original Fallout One and Two. Fallout. Like not Fallout like the first person shooter, but like a top down game. Oh, um, I mean. I'd have to look into it. Not off the top of my head. Is there There's any- Valkyria Chronicles 4, which is an interesting game. Uh, it's like strategy, but you're like controlling an army battalion, sort of. You have like a tank. And there are snipers and rocketeers and that sort of thing. And you move them around. It's it's sort of turn-based, sort of real-time, where like if you run into an enemy sightline, they can shoot at you while you're moving. Mm-hmm. But like each... You can think about your moves and everything before you do them. I think my best example of what I meant by a cutesy game, Toe Jam and Earl, actually, is oh, the... Toe Jam and Earl is on the Switch. Exactly, which I was like, oh, this will fill that category. Then last two things that I would need in this game system. Is there a good JRPG type of, like, ridiculousness, I mean, story-wise? What do you mean by... Like, like I'm, I don't play a lot of JRPGs. That's why I was like, like Persona... Octopath Traveler, I already said, is a JRPG. Oh, 
See, I was thinking of it like it's a like a pixel type game, like a nice graphics, like ridiculous, lush, like the Final Fantasy of games. Oh, I mean, Octopath Octopath Traveler is more like old Final Fantasy style, like pixel mm-hmm. art, which I like and I'm interested in. But now I need the this is my ridiculous. I game. mean, you can play Final Fantasy Seven on it and Final Fantasy Nine, which I've never played Seven. I could and get Final it on Fantasy Eight is coming for it too, and Ten. All right. And twelve get, is on it right, as we well. Kingdom Hearts or something. I don't need. King, uh, I don't want Kingdom it. Hearts isn't on good it right now. And then but yeah, like all the old Final Fantasies are on it going or are going to be so. And then a good future game coming out, I suppose, or like a game to watch or a you must get this game kind of thing for the Switch. I mean, so Nintendo is KG. They don't like to get too far in advance, so we pretty mm-hmm. much know what's coming out for the end of the year. And Animal Crossing comes out in March, and that's about it. Like we don't we don't know anything beyond that. Okay. So like we you know like the killer apps for this year are going to be Fire Emblem, uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and then Pokemon. Like those are the three big things that they're releasing this month. Wasn't there's, there... there's oh. Astral Chain, which is like an action game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Damon X Machina, which is like this mech game where you fly around. There's a couple other things, but in general, those three: Fire Emblem, Legend of Zelda, Pokemon, are didn't, the big ones for this year. Didn't they make a sequel to Breath of the Wild or something? Uh, they announced it, but okay. there's no date for it or anything yet, and it's probably and, early in development. And you weren't a fan of the first Breath of the Wild. You Not were saying really. this is probably a direct like do I probably it's probably need a direct to- sequel. So if you want, if I'd have to beat the first one probably yeah. to understand the second one. But Fire Emblem is a damn good game. Like Fire Emblem and this card like roguelike thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying I'm, to think of anything else. Oh, there is something that did just come out was Cadence of Hyrule, which I also played and I really liked. And it's a rhythm-based roguelike in the Zelda universe. What is this? I wanted to learn more about this. So the original game is called Crypt of the Necrodancer. Mm-hmm. And that is a rhythm-based roguelike where like the music to the level, like there, there's beats and a tempo and you have to move in time with the music. Otherwise, you take damage or like enemies move and can hit you but you stay still because you didn't move with the beat um they they got apparently got the okay but from nintendo to make a legend of zelda version of the game and it's a lot easier than crypt of the necrodancer it's a lot more forgiving like you don't lose as much stuff when you die mm-hmm. so in terms of the rogue likeness it's a lot easier to get into uh but it basically performs the same way there's a, a, except the crypt of the necrodancer was like distinct levels like level one level two level three while cadence of hyrule has like an overworld similar to the regular legend of zeldas that you can explore and there are four dungeons you have to go through and like the items and everything are randomized so like you can get the hookshock from one dungeon in your first run and then your second run it could be in a completely different dungeon uh or it may even be in a shop like it just it's just (laughs) random where the items come from and I really liked it. It was really fun. Um, the music was really good. As someone who has no rhythm, you would be terrible at it. But yeah. there is a mode that is... I, I don't remember what it's called, but you can turn on a mode where instead of having to move with the beat, uh, all that happens is it it works like a regular roguelike where every time you move, the enemies move. 
And, but you can take as much time as you want between mm-hmm. things. So even though you don't have rhythm, you can still play it in a way mm-hmm. that like... Because I was wondering, is it a game that able to be played by those who may not have their best at rhythm and such like is it are there visual cues as well or it's purely there, music there, there's like a little bar at the bottom that shows the beats okay and like the enemies i'm pretty sure the enemies don't move as long as you're not moving so like it'll like if you miss a beat it'll like register the controller touch or mm-hmm. whatever and like you miss this beat and all the enemies will move and attack you or whatever but if i think you can pause and just let the beats go by and as long as you're not moving the enemies won't like jump at you but i could be wrong about that it could also be and now that i'm thinking about it uh i think this is what it is when you first enter a new screen none of the enemies move until you start moving but once you start moving all the enemies just like move with the so you get time to like study the beat yeah yeah okay that also fell into the cutesy type because I remember you playing like a dancing or a beat game and I was like, what is this? Yeah. Okay. No, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It's actually one of my top Zelda games now because it was it combined roguelike with <laughs> Zelda and had like the same sort of exploring dungeon thing. But, yeah. And so I've named like four or five games and like a new Switch game, 60 bucks? Yes. Like a Fire Emblem, basically. Fire Emblem will be 60 bucks, yeah. But it's like Slay the Spire, I think, was 25. Okay. Okay. Um, Into the Breach, I think, is either 15 or 20. Should I do this? I I mean, I you <laughs> should follow your heart, Harvey Z. I mean, if you buy a Switch, I, I will like consider my mission not complete, but I have successfully made you a gamer if I you actually purchase the Switch. That's like games. a big deal. Yeah. Like, this is season two. Yeah. And we're already starting off with me like actually contemplating buying a fucking system or <laughs> a handheld, but like I, I it's still a console. Cause I'm like, there's some cool games out there. Mm-hmm. I just I need to remember my brain needs to tell my heart, like, I have work to do. I'm a busy man. I have a corporate life. You and need a to relax job. sometimes, Harvey Z. Just, but like relaxing is good for you. Playing video games? It seems so Hey, it's what I do to relax. Speaking of that, we didn't actually get to talk about... We're, we're getting close to the end here. We didn't actually talk about the games you did play. Uh, we we played um, Toe Jam and Earl, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before already. And we beat Toe Jam We Jam beat Earl. Toe Jam and Earl this time. We did a four-player game. Uh, Slim sort of... We don't know what happened with Slim. Like, he died, and then, like, all the other characters were ghosts when they died, but his ghost just kind of disappeared. I think he gave up. Like, did I, he I, die? I don't, I, I don't remember what happened, but anyway, it was me, Harvey Z, Slim, and Jesse, and the four of us played Toe Jam and Earl to the end, and we beat it. We it was touch and go. We opened, I think, three total bummers accidentally. Just I felt like it was because that we got a trophy for opening three total bummers in one, one run. game. Yeah. Uh, one time I accidentally total bummered the entire party, which was not fun yeah the game did not feel like an easy win even on normal difficulty it was challenging at least it was everything i wanted out of a toe jam and earl game and more like i was fully satisfied as someone who is a staunch defender of like the old guard of how toe jam and earl should be i'm glad i i liked a lot too so we'll have to play that more um we also played mortal kombat 11 for a little bit (laughs) yes uh it, it was mostly me beating the crap out of harvey z although you did beat me once 
I did. It was enjoyable enough that I found at least like one or two characters where it's like, I'm going to lose, but I'm going to have fun, fun with it. losing it. Yeah. But you beat me with uh, Aaron Black. Yes. Yeah. I do like that character. Even though like in the beginning, it was just, I pulled out a gun. Nothing I don't know what happened. to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you pull out a gun and walk forward if you don't fire it. There were more buttons involved. Gaming has changed <laughs> since Mortal Kombat 2. I, I enjoyed playing that with you. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed kicking your ass. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoy Mortal Kombat in a, such a way that if I lose, I don't care. Like when we play something like uh, Marvel versus Capcom or Street Fighter, I know enough about those that like I can do regular combos and I start getting frustrated if you just cheese me and do the same yeah. thing over and over again. While Mortal Kombat, I can't really do the combos in Mortal Kombat. So I just basically remember a couple key moves and also cheese them. Yeah. So like it doesn't bother me as much when it's just kind of like having fun with it. Whereas like with a couple of with other fighting games, I've tried to get good at them. And then when I can't do good against cheesing, I get frustrated. Mm -hmm. So Mortal Kombat is in that sweet spot for me where I don't like it's fun no matter what, because like, I'm not trying to be good at it. And then we also played Overcooked 2. We had a nice return to uh, yelling at each other while trying to bake things. This is one of the most complicated games for me in the sense of like my feelings towards Overcooked. I enjoy playing Overcooked, but man, at times it is not fun to get yelled at. <laughs> Overcooked is serious business. Like, like we'll, we'll like in, but if we fail a level, we'll just sit for like five minutes and discuss strategies and be yelling at each other. There's while legitimate it's happening. heat. Like people are pissed, <laughs> and like, hey, if you can't stand the fire, get out of the kitchen. But when we win, it's so satisfying at the same time. Yeah, like there's a sense of achievement. So I enjoy the highs, but the lows. Man, <laughs> oh you can see the videos for the old overcook yeah the yeah. old overcook videos are on youtube still uh we didn't re re ugh. we didn't youtube or record this latest one but overcooked 2 is more of overcooked like that's my review yeah. like if you you liked yelling at your friends with the first one you'll like yell yelling at i can't talk tonight uh you'll like yelling at your friends with overcooked 2 uh last thing i'm going to talk about and i'm going to do this real quick because I'm only just starting to get into it, and I'll probably have more to talk about it at a later date. Um, so a new genre of game has come out, sort of. In I don't remember if it started in Dota. I think it started in Dota 2. Uh, some people modded Dota 2 and created a game called Auto Chess, and it's essentially using the heroes from MOBAs, but it's a strategy game revolving around kind of auto battling and essentially what happens is each game consists of eight people so you're playing against seven other people oh you've and, been tweeting i think about this yeah and i don't and, know what it was yeah. yeah um so the version i'm playing is team fight tactics which is the auto chess from league of legends okay um i think i don't remember what um the if they're just calling it auto chess from dota 2 and i think there's at least another one in the works so like all a bunch of people companies are trying is... to jump onto it they're calling the genre auto chess for now okay uh, because that was the name of the first mod that created it um but in team fight tactics essentially what happens is you play against eight seven other people so there's a total of eight people playing 
um, at the beginning, there's sort of like a free-for-all draft where there's a bunch of level two heroes and like usually one or two level one heroes in case mm-hmm. you and you pick a hero to start the game with and the first three levels are against regular enemies like you aren't playing against other people so like you the first three levels you get to kind of build your team up and and get experience while the other seven people are also, also doing playing this, against the same thing do you watch them as well or they're no not, no you're so just playing your own game okay and then after those first three sequences you should have three or four people in your on your board at this point and then you start playing against the other people and it, it sets up essentially it's kind of like about placement strategy where like you know, there are knights and rangers and sorcerers and guardians there's there's all these different classes and like obviously knights are better at like physical and they're tanks so you should put them up front but sorcerers are uh weak but they cast powerful magic and have range so you want to have them in the back protected but then there's this class called assassins where they will jump to the opposite side of the map at the beginning of the game so that like if you play against them and they can jump and like kill your sorcerer if you haven't planned properly for it so like it's that sort of strategy and it's all about placement and leveling up your heroes based on like this draft that you do because you're like getting cards between rounds and if you get like three of the same hero you upgrade them from level one to level two and they're stronger and have more hit points um and then you can i think and then the max is level three but to do that you, if you get three copies of the same hero, it levels it up from level one to level two. So you, then you have to get three copies of the level two hero to level it up to level three, which means you have to get six more total because they combine into the level two. But you only have a limited amount of space. So like choosing which heroes you're going to try and level all the way up is important because, again, it's like a draft and it's random. So you might not get you might be stuck with a bunch of heroes and then the hero you need just isn't coming up and you have money to spend and you can use that to either refresh and get five new cards if you don't see a hero you want or you can use use it to add experience and and the more experience you have the more players you can put onto the board up to a total of nine so usually i and i at the end of the games the two that i've won i've won with eight i've never managed to get nine people on the board all the actual fighting is automatic. So, like, oh. you don't do any of the fighting. Like, the enemies will attack the nearest person to them. Uh, or, like, and there can be, like, stuns and things. Or, like, if they disappear, it unlocks the enemy. The enemy will go to someone else and then they'll reappear and attack that enemy. But So, you can, like, there's strategy to who you have placed where and the synergies and all that stuff. So it's all prep work. It's pretty much all prep. And you have like, you only have like 30 seconds between rounds. So you have to be on the ball when they aren't fighting. You have to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do next. Uh, This is how I want to adjust. I'm going to look for this hero. If this hero doesn't come up, I'm going to refresh. And you have to plan that all out Mm -hmm. while like the actual round is happening. And it's interesting to me because I'm not a person who got into MOBAs at all because they're all real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. But this is much more like plan strategy as opposed to having to have like instant reactions. And so to me, it, it fits my style a lot better. And I've gotten a kind of not addicted to it, but I've been playing it as like a couple rounds a night and I'm starting to enjoy myself. Like it's 
very daunting. Like the first couple times I played it, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually had to read up a little bit outside of playing it and just like to get a general sense of, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing wrong. This is why I keep getting seventh or eighth every time. And then once I started learning like the proper ways to do it, I've been like finishing top three most of the time now. Okay. Like it only took me a couple days to go from like seventh or eighth every time to usually top three. Um, how, long won the two games. Oh, how long do the matches take? Uh, it depends. If you go out quickly, less than 30 minutes. But like if you last, it can be anywhere from half an hour to an hour. Okay. Like it's it's a de- It can take a decent amount of time. Um, what system is it for? Uh, it's currently on the PC. Okay. Team Fight Tactics, at least, is on the PC. And there's because it's like this new genre that's kind of gotten popular, especially for streaming, because it's based off of MOBA, which is another popular. League of Legends and Dota and all them are super popular. And so th- since this is based off of that, a lot of streamers and people are getting into it now. And it's unclear if it'll take off the same way like Fortnite and the Battle Royale genre did. But several... Like Valve and Riot, who are responsible for Dota 2 and League of Legends, have already like made their auto chess games. And uh, anyway, I'm going to use that as my little T-Man's recommendation for mm-hmm. the week. Because even though it's just I've just started playing it, I'm having fun with it. And it's free. Um, oh. It's uh, it sounds appealing and interesting. I feel like it's too early for me, and I'm and I'm also I don't know like the League of Legend characters, or I don't. Well, know I didn't more. either. And oh. like for me, since like it, the mod came out in January was the first time it started, so it's only been out for like six months. And Team Fight's Tactics, I don't know if this is still technically the beta or not. Like that only came out like a, a couple weeks ago, and for me, like I completely skipped MOBA because I just i didn't like it and i didn't understand what was going on i think i told that story already about how i was invited to play uh dota when it was first starting off the ground and i didn't understand what was going on Mm -hmm. and so i just didn't bother to learn and then it became hugely popular um so i figured since this is still kind of early on i would kind of grind through and sort of learn how to do it and i'm enjoying myself like i feel like now i have a handle on this genre if it becomes a bigger thing i might not ever be a pro player in it obviously but eh, i don't know it'll be fun the auto chess part of it makes it very yeah i'm curious about this the tactical slash the planning and then watching to see how they do if it yeah if there's a story hook that catches me or a genre like a i know you said you didn't know anything about league of legends either but i'm just like i could see this being really fun if it involved just stuff i liked Right, yeah. And so then, who knows? Maybe Blizzard will do like a Hearthstone version of it because mm-hmm. they did make a a MOBA, like the Heroes of the Storm was their attempt at a MOBA, which I think they discontinued, oh, or they might have discontinued the the pro version of it. It might still just it, the game. I think is still coming out, but or still being updated. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. okay. Well, that's it uh, for season two, or not? Not that's not it for season no, two. It's that's the start the, of season the, two. The season two premiere. Okay, and. I feel like I'm going to regret this, but in my head, I'm like, I'll give you this. It's season two and stuff. I probably will get. Uh, I, I'm just like, oh, man, like, I, I don't I'm even want to give you this victory. But I'm, I'm like, excited. I'm interested to see if I, you, you get it. I'm like 85 percent, which if you know I, me and my percentages, I'm really stingy yeah. about my percentages. But like, 
I like I'm already like, ooh, I wonder if I can pre-order that blue one because I'm like, what if it sells out on opening day? I should probably pre-order it. But this kicked me in the ass last time. I pre-ordered it and then had to sit and I'm still thinking about that place, the <laughs> Sega game floating over my head. But hey, it man. comes in September? September 20th. I mean, see, this is where I, if I buy it now, then it's already happened. Like, too bad. I can't I mean, like... you can cancel a pre-order. Shh. <laughs> like, I just order it now. Versus well, that, that, this is our hook, you know. Will Harvey Z have a switch in season two? Stick around, you'll find out. And then September is the one year anniversary of, oh, of Make oh. Me a Gamer. I mean, it would be a, a fitting sort of celebration if you get your console right around the time that we're celebrating our one year anniversary. So I'm also like, I'd have to get games for it and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of the point of getting I don't a understand game console. As already earlier, like, do I need physical games? Where do I go to buy games? What don't do I... worry, I can explain all that to you. This is opening up a whole series of new questions for, like, make me a gamer. <laughs> like, where do I go to get this? Uh, it's okay, okay, yeah. I'm Harvey Z is tempted. Write in and tell me, should I get this game system or should I not and continue to be a not gamer? Well, we'll find hmm. out. Yeah. All right, well, where can they find you, Harvey Z, with that 85%? They can find me on Twitter at the Z is silent, T-H-A, Z is silent. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at TMANPLAYSGAMES. You can find the podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can find my writings at TMANWRITES.COM. Uh, I haven't done them in a while. That's still on kind of on a hiatus for me. And if you need ever want to email us questions, comments, complaints, concerns, anything else, uh, make me a gamer podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. And I'm hoping to ha- I'm not sure when it'll happen, but I'm hoping to do a kind of update and like maybe change the website. So pay attention. We might the feed RSS feed might be changing in the future or something because currently I have it's like everything is posted on my t-man rights and i kind of want to separate them and have a like make me a gamer have its own website sort of Ooh, thing shiny uh yeah so keep an eye on that i'm hoping to get that done this summer sometime uh and yeah that's it harvey z got something to take us out open season two with i mean i thought i was gonna end with the I might buy a system thing and then we still had to do our stuff the wrap yeah, up you, so you, now it's you, like uh, you jumped the gun i know we have this just... should have waited I'll have to at some point tell you my biker story. Okay. The Harvey Z. Teaser for next week. Yes. The biker story. The biker story. Harvey Z learns a lesson. All right. That's ominous. But okay. As long as no felonies were committed, we can talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, shit.